What is up, everybody? Hope you're having a wacky Wednesday, if you're listening to this when it comes out. Also hope that you had a great Christmas. That only happened four days ago, and that thing only comes around once a year. Pretty special day. I woke up at 11.45 a.m. for it. My latest Christmas wake-up ever. And, man, I... I probably should have gotten out of bed earlier, but it was a good one nonetheless. Anyways, just wanted to hop on here before the episode gets started and wish you a late Merry Christmas and an early Happy New Year. Would you look at that? We're right in between. (laughs) Whatever that means. Uh, Anyways, just want to say, here is episode 7 of the Sunday Turnaround, and I hope you enjoy it and enjoy the rest of your day. Okay, goodbye. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Sunday Turnaround. I'm your host, Sam Jefferson, and today we have a very special guest. As always, we always take special guests on this show, but my good friend, a UVM sophomore, a Shelburne resident, an ex uh, pickleball partner, Maddie Love. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Round number two, you know, we had a little prep. Yeah, we're ready to go. Round round two. Maddie is alluding there to a podcast we recorded for the cynic about two months ago that they ended up vetoing and wouldn't allow to go up on their network. So we're we're bringing it. We're bringing it to the Sunday turnaround now. Yeah, we're bringing it back. They, you know, the duo, it was too much for them. I totally understand. Yeah, they totally understand. They listened in. They were thinking, man, we can't release this. This would this would become the whole it would have been too much. It would have been too much. For me. Um, <laughs> exactly. With that all being said, I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. how your Christmas was, considering that was only three days ago. Yeah, I've been losing track of days, to be honest. I was with my friend today. We we're like, yeah, what day was it like the 26th today? It's 28th. <laughs> right. Just so everyone can, you know, I yeah. realize I don't is that. I don't even know what day of the week it is. Is it Tuesday? It's, uh, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Yeah. Christmas Eve on Friday. I was like, oh, it's the 24th. It must be like Wednesday. It was Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So other than that, going to my, my Christmas, um, it was super awesome. You know, as kids, my parents would be like, oh, just like get in there, go to town, rip open your gifts. And like one time, my younger sister, I have a younger sister and older sister, my younger sister, Mackenzie, she ripped open her gifts done within 15 minutes. Oh my and then gosh. like my older sister, Fiona and I were on like gift number three and she was like crying. She was like, where are the rest of mine? Why are they opening gifts? Like, where are the rest of mine? My parents were like, dude, like look at the tornado. You yeah, created. chill out. <laughs> so now, now that we're a little older and also the yeah. time when we wake up is, I don't know about you, but later one, apparently one morning we woke up at like 5 a.m done by 6 30. Wow. I mean, presents are <laughs> the man presents get you amped as a kid. I yeah. remember checking my parents, like Google Chrome history, <laughs> trying to find out what possibly could be, oh. could be under the tree. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember the, the hype of presents as a young, young child. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely got to take it slower though. My family's the same way. I, I got out of bed, 
uh, just 15 minutes before noon, I think, this Christmas. Okay, that's a little... <laughs> we, we started... yeah, we, my family started really late. Was... We were like, we were like, okay, 9.30. Yeah. Because now my younger sister, you know, she she she's freshly just turned 15. She's getting her... She got her learner's, learner's permit, which is a little scary. Whoa! Um, but so we were like 9.30. I was up till 1 a.m. because I crocheted, you know, got into crocheting. And I was like, okay, I want to make my family gifts. So I crocheted them. Oh, hats. yeah. Started a little later. Forgot <laughs> they take a little more time. Was up till 1 a.m. The grind. But um, yeah, no, the past like two or three years, we each like each grab a gift. We sit in a circle and one by one, like one person opens their gift and then the next and then the next. And then we alternate who opens first. And it takes like about like one to two hours. And it's sweet because you, you're you like, oh, like I got you this gift because I thought you'd like it because of this. You can use it for this. And so like you're really understanding like the person's intent and what their thought was behind it, which I think is like, that's the main purpose. Like, no, yeah. obviously getting, receiving gifts is super awesome, but like the giving part is so much better because I'm like, oh, I made you this hat, like mm-hmm. this. And so it was just like super awesome to see the intent behind it and what like they want it to be used for and all of that. So I really, that's, that's what we did. We just hung out. And then every year, my parents, they, they make prime rib, prime rib, I think. I yeah. Yeah. No, you're good. I think that's what it is. I don't know. I'm not, I don't, I don't know. know why I'm acting like I know what your parents make. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's what it is. They make it every year. Uh-huh. And then we played some board games. So it was like pretty relaxed every year. It's just our family, you know, the five of us. Um, so it was like, very awesome. relaxed, which is nice. Um, yeah. So yeah. Definitely some maturation. Is that how you pronounce that? through throughout the christmas years or maturation i don't know Mature. but yeah. going from going from the super young like waking yeah. up at 5 30 to the 9 30 i like to sit around it's always fun to give gifts on christmas too that's yeah that's the part i really love is when you take a while to think okay what would be a really good gift for this person and you get something and then you get to see yeah. the reaction and yeah you know just to and it's- receive things too and knowing that other people like care they're just like hey here's this thing i care about you it's just a nice yeah. thing to have yeah um, it's super nice when people think of you and they're like oh like this totally reminded of me of you and i was like oh i really wanted to make my own gifts because i've like very much so like gotten into that especially our friend group at uvm very much so artists creating our own things and i've never been someone who's been artistic got into crocheting and i was like okay uh-huh. this is the one thing i can do i know i can do it well i'm gonna do that and yes. so like that was super awesome because <laughs> I can't draw like oh it's bad so I was like oh my gosh this is like it's so bad it's really bad um like I have I think my peak was like third grade art class like that was it and then yeah, just yeah. Been, like just hey that's okay you steady. got crocheting now yeah yeah I'm like I got crocheting like I'm a lot of people can draw not a lot of people can crochet not a lot of people except know? for our friends at uvm most yeah. people seem to be able to crochet everybody's a crochet <laughs> legend crochet over there yeah. like, <laughs> i our our friend kira posted something on her instagram story that was like yeah it was like these two socks and she was like can you guess which one was the the first, <laughs> the first. take um <laughs> that she had crocheted or knit or something and i was looking at them and i just actually couldn't tell so I, I, <laughs> so I took a really long time to guess. And I guess I, I guess right on the left one, but they were awesome socks. Everybody's so good at knitting and crocheting. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's so, crazy. 
it's awesome too to be able to be like oh I made this like she made a pair of socks like I think that's so cool I know I swiped up and I was like she you're either gonna make me a pair you're gonna teach me how to make them you don't have much of a choice yeah um, but it's super awesome you know he's like now all our friends we all like wear our own hats or hats we made for each other and so yeah. I just it's so awesome you really do too. Like I walk around, I just see you guys wearing hats and then everybody is just like, oh, can I get one next? It's like, yeah. Now we just have like five, six or seven crocheted hats. Just everybody's wearing them. It's like, uh, it makes, it makes everybody easy to spot, which is also fun. Exactly. Um, Exactly. Yeah. That I would, I've never really had the patience for things like crocheting, but Mm -hmm. I would like to try at least once, see, see what it's all about. Um, yeah I I definitely enjoy it because it's like a thing where I'm like okay I enjoy it and it also like is a deterrent from my phone because I'm like I want obviously like it's like hard you're just around your phone so much and now with like free time with break I'm not working and I'm like okay I don't want to be on my phone obviously and like recently I haven't spent that much time on my phone like deleted social media like I still have Instagram but delete Snapchat and now I'm like okay I, if I feel myself being like, oh, I want to go on Instagram, I'm like, I don't need to do that. So I go to Chris Chang. And so it's nice. And also like, it's just, it just distracts. It's just like yeah. a great thing to do. And you're making something that's really cool, but also like you're spending, like, it's just like a hobby and you're spending time doing something you like. So yeah, that's why I like it a lot. I'm glad you found that. That's awesome. Yeah. It, you're definitely right about the phone thing. That yeah. was, that was one of the things I learned this semester, I think, is that I enjoy going to eat so much more if I leave my phone in my room when I just go with friends, because then I don't have like this thing that's just in my pocket that even if I don't go on it, there's still the feeling of like, oh, I should check this. I should see what's going on. And when you do that, then it just takes away from the fact that you're actually just eating with all your friends for like 30, 45 minutes. You just get to hang out. So yeah, yeah, I'm big on leaving my phone in my room and mm-hmm. just like that's what I've been doing at home I leave it up in my room and just go downstairs and hang out with my family yeah. and it makes it so much easier because yeah you don't want to be on it but if it's near you like you're just like oh, I mean I mean I might as well like it's right yeah. near me but like if it's upstairs like you totally forget about it um which is nice and it's tough that we're in this place where like now it's like oh we need to make decisions to not go on it like definitely not proud of the fact that that but it's like okay acknowledge it and then move forward figure out different solutions uh, yeah I think that's the only way to do it though, because I mean, I think most of our generation is addicted to having a smartphone, just like everywhere you go. So admitting that you don't have control over it is kind of the first step to being able to actually take back some of that free time that you were talking about. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. like my family's watching, we were just talking about before the podcast that your family was doing a Marvel movie marathon. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. okay, my, we're watching Iron Man 2 tonight. I could just go down there with my phone, but if I go down the, there with my phone, I know yeah. I'm going to be just scrolling through Twitter, scrolling through Instagram, through some parts I find boring. I'll just leave it. And then you go down, you forget it's even up there. And it's just mm-hmm. a much, much better experience. Yeah. yeah, that is, that is real. I definitely would like to kind of write the ship of, how much time I've spent on my phone over break because it's been so rainy here in Mill Valley, California, yeah. which isn't usually when I come home, I've, you, I'm always hiking. I'm always just like going out and walking and biking. And with the rain, it's just been like, Oh man, I'm stuck indoors. Um, yeah. but my mom's got a big puzzle out in the living room. 
Oh, so, puzzles are sweet. Yeah. You a big puzzle yeah. person? Um, big puzzle. I'm just like big board game puzzle, like anything that gets your, you know, brain going. I mean, we, we have a break from school, which is nice. And I've just like, I think most people feel the same way where they like to learn, but not to, with all the pressures of school and like with the letter grades. And so it's nice to be like, okay, I want to work my, I want to challenge myself, but like I can stop whenever, like it's for the benefit of myself. I can stop right. whenever. And so like, I, that's why I, one of my goals this break was to learn how to play chess because I don't know how to play. Oh, and nice. so, yeah, I was like, okay, like that's something I know will challenge me, create new perspectives, like learn strategy. And so like, I just like, like bananagrams, boggle puzzles. I did a couple typing tests yesterday. I don't know. If you oh, no those. way. Yeah. Oh, I, I am. I, I love typing tests. I got 89 words per minute. Not to, if yo, anyone wants to try it. Oh, that's crazy. My max, my best is 94. Um, wow. But I haven't been, I haven't been testing my typing recently. So okay, I got back okay. into that. Um, yeah I love crossword puzzles just like anything that like kind of like challenges your brain and gets you thinking but I feel like in a very like way that you know keeps your mental health stable <laughs> yes no definitely um, the so, typing typing games are fun you ever played nitro yeah. type racer I have not what is what I is might have to put you on that one they make you a car and then uh -huh. they, they give you a paragraph or like short little <gasps> sentence thing that you got to type out. And then you race other people typing the same sentence online. So you can compete with everybody around the world, which you're the only person I've ever told that to and has been excited about it. Like, <laughs> nerd. <laughs> Please send it's... me the link after. I am well, fucked. I'm we might have to right race. We might have to race oh, after this, oh after my, this podcast. Yes, that sounds like oh. so, that's like my, whoever made that, that's like my dream. That sounds yeah. so awesome. No, but you're, you're totally right that you got to find fun little things like that. That's, that's yeah. one thing I definitely admire about you living on your floor this semester um, mm -hmm. at college at UVM that you, you know, you do two tea time before you go to bed. You're very conscious yeah. about the fact that sleep is important you're usually coming into our room and saying like, good night at like 11 PM, 10 30. I'm like, every time I think I'm like, I need to be more like Maddie. I should be in bed right now. I should be, I should be getting to bed. But I just think it from the outside looking in, it just feels like, you know, yourself really well. And what makes you feel like, what makes you happy? What makes you feel yeah. better? what helps you just go about having good days and yeah. sleep definitely seem to seems to be like one of the things that you know how to prioritize and also just having fun doing fun little yeah. things like tea time or when we watch Ted Lasso yeah yeah show, but <laughs> we, we had our <laughs> Ted Lasso nights it. yeah we're students all right we're full-time students we'll make time for that at some point yeah but yeah it's definitely a long time coming like figuring all that out and I'm still trying to figure out but I just realized like the only schedule I can rely on where I know like that won't stress me out. That's going to be a constant is like that getting ready for bed, like brushing my teeth by like nine 30, having tea and then reading my book before bed. I'm like, okay, that's a constant that doesn't stress me out. That's like, I look forward to it. And like every now and then I, I I'll hang out with friends before bed. But it like, it kind of like amps me up because like, I'm very, I'm like, I'm very outgoing, extroverted, love to be around people. And I find it gives me energy. And I like, I like drink sleepy time tea before I go to bed. And I'm like, okay, I'm not really talking to anyone or else I'm going to like actually get energy. And 
so I, I just like know like that is the best decision to like do but that's the only thing i've figured out in my life that i know works out well <laughs> hey We're, figuring out your <laughs> sleep though that is huge <laughs> yeah yeah but that's the only thing i know that's the only <laughs> in my life right now is, uh, my uh, tea time <laughs> yeah so. yeah hey if you don't got anything else tea time is a good thing to have every time i do tea time exactly. i come out of that feeling better tea time is tea time's always a good yeah. time and the sleepy time tea you have is very tasty always enjoy the sleepy time tea what's in it that makes you sleepy oh, or is it just the name probably not just the name but uh it's probably just the name it's, it's honestly <laughs> probably a placebo effect um <laughs> it's i know there's chamomile lavender it's just like all those awesome ingredients mm -hmm. i don't know what else i looked at it because i've been you know not sponsored by trader joe's but i'll give them a shout out i've been uh, i think it's their well-rested tea mm -hmm. um Trader Joe's would like to sponsor me for my yeah. uh, sleepy time tea. Um, but I looked at it and it was like chamomile, lavender. Oh, I forget what else. Like a little citrus. I don't uh -huh. know. Just you like should super get awesome sponsored. Send them an email. Tell them to sponsor UVM Coolidge Floor 3 Sleepy Time. Dude, get us some merch make that happen, to wear. I'm dropping out of college. Yeah. I'll, I'll shoot them an email after this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Um, one thing I wanted to highlight in our podcast when we were when we were chatting is um, you recently posted some poetry to your Instagram. Yes, that I read through and I just thought was so awesome. And thank you. Yeah, and and reading through it, there were like two lines I read that I was going to ask if it was okay. If I yeah. like read and asked you a question. Totally. About them. Um, yeah, go for it. It was in the one called the dinner table. Mm -hmm. And the line was, I'm held by mother Mansfield, brother Bolton, cousin Camel's hump, familiar faces I've come to know. And then a couple uh, stanzas later, uh, it, it, there was this line that said, I find myself creating a longer table expanding my perspective on how I see what's below my feet. And I just thought that was so cool. Just like reading through that, there was, seemed to be a, a tone of gratitude for the place you live, for the family yeah. you have. And mm -hmm. um, I was wondering if talking about the mountains we have, Camel's yeah. Hump, Mansfield, uh, Bolton, and then like expanding your view um, if that was related to possibly going to college in the home that, or in the place you've called home, because you live super yeah. close to uh, UVM. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's related to college. And also, you know, I've lived all over the country. I was born in Arkansas, lived in Seattle for a little, and then I lived outside Cincinnati and moved to Shelburne when I was about 10. And my family never was like the very outdoorsy type. They just didn't grow up that way. And my older sister and I really got into like hiking and skiing. And it's just like exponentially grown, um, especially with being surrounded by people like that. And I think, so I got to explore that throughout middle school and especially high school, like just exploring all the mountains and different types of hikes and the skiing. And I think the gratitude came from college when I... I like vividly remember I took a couple of a few of my friends um, on a hike first semester of um, freshman year 
and I took them to a hike it's called Stowe Pinnacle it's in Stowe and it's just like they all saw the view for the first time and it was like oh my gosh like I totally forgot like they have never seen this before they were like oh this is crazy like you get a 360 view of all the mountains and I think that's where my gratitude comes from is hearing from other people how much they appreciate it because you kind of when you like get into like a schedule of doing the same thing being surrounded by the same things you don't like you obviously appreciate it but it's just like oh whatever that's just it's it's just my life that's how it goes and seeing it hearing it from someone's firsthand you know point of view or perspective or experience it kind of like is like a little bit of a shock like oh my gosh some people don't have this you know yeah I didn't have this when I lived in Arkansas I didn't have this and when I lived outside of Cincinnati and so I think that's where my gratitude comes from and just like hearing how much people enjoy it and seeing how much like joy like backcountry skiing brings people or hiking or just like just going outside and I think that's where like my gratitude comes from mm-hmm. is like sharing that feeling with others especially those who aren't surrounded by mountains all the time and I think that's where like truly like my gratitude comes from definitely that makes yeah. a lot of sense yeah I mean Shelburne and Burlington and the whole state of Vermont is such a beautiful place to experience yeah. the outdoors that I'm sure growing up uh for I don't when did you move to Shelburne I moved here it was sixth grade so I think I was 10 okay yeah so having those years kind of seeing what Vermont was about and then showing people I mean people from all over the U.S. and all over the yeah. world go to UVM uh yeah. being able to show them your home I mean yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That yeah, that would so, be a very special moment. Yeah, so I, I'm. It also makes me thankful that I go to UVM because it's kind of like a reminder, like, hey, I live in this state, and I need to be reminded of how awesome it is. And I'm learning that through my classes as well because you know I'm in a like an environmental major, and so like that's also helping with the gratitude, and so and also just like expanding my idea of like, okay, like it's not open to everyone. And like, so that's like, you know, creating a larger spectrum and increasing my perspective on the outdoors. And so I think that's really where my gratitude comes from. So it's been just like overall great experience, like going to school and like meeting people and just totally like understanding, expanding my perspective, increasing my gratitude and my love for the environment. Um, Yeah. When you were when you were looking at schools, did UVM was that kind of the one where you're like, oh, okay. I know your sister, of course, yeah. also goes to UVM. Um, your older yeah. sister. Uh, was that a main emphasis? Was like, oh, hey, I, I love this place. I would love to kind of stick around family. Yeah. Um, so it definitely was hard because when we were all applying to colleges, COVID hit in March. So that at first, True. like, first of all, I am not someone who likes to make big decisions for myself. I'm kind of like a go with the flow, like whatever happens, happens. Someone else make that decision for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, motivating myself to find colleges that I liked was really hard. And I ended up applying only to four, which to some people is normal. Other people applied to 15. For me, like compared to my other friends, it was like not, not a lot. And I applied to University of British Columbia in Vancouver, British Columbia. University of Oregon in Eugene, Oregon, CU Boulder in Boulder in Colorado, and University of Vermont in Burlington, Vermont. And British Columbia, UBC was actually my first choice, Um, Mm -hmm. but I didn't hear back from them until after, uh, what was it? Is it May 1st? I think that's when they came out. Oh, yeah. Um, And just like with COVID, and I was just like, I think the smartest decision is for me to go to school close to home in Vermont that at that time, 
not now at that time was the safest place to be COVID wise. I mean, yeah. now it's just totally exploded, but at that time and for the past year it's the safest place to be. Um, so that was like a main factor. And so it's definitely, because I was like someone where I'm like, oh, I want to keep, like, I'm so okay with moving and meeting new people just from like growing up and dealing with all that. I was like, okay, I could totally go to British Columbia and be okay. Um, and so I think I struggled at first with like being okay. I'm 20 minutes from home. But, <laughs> right, right. But again, like I've never lived in Burlington. I had never been on the UVM campus until I um, moved in. Actually, I had never been on campus. Oh, wow. So it was like totally new perspective. And I'm like, I kind of forget I'm away from home. Like I know I'm in Vermont, but like being on campus and doing everything with new people is like, again, gaining a new perspective which is yeah. super awesome because everyone told me like, oh, it's going to feel different when you're there. And I was like, oh, I don't know. But like being there, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I chose to go here. Like I've met all these people. I got to share all these experiences, show people new places. Um, so that was like my choice picking schools. And I picked literally like probably like 5 p.m. on May 1st when we all had to choose. <laughs> like I was last minute. I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? You be <laughs> it and you know my sister being here as well was a big push like I'm very close with her she's only two years older also interested in the outdoors that was like okay I had that to lean on um so that was also a factor in choosing it but yeah I'm very happy with my decision and happy of all the friends I've made with you and then our huge friend group I think everyone's so different and cool we find different things that we're interested in and I mean so I've been very happy with my decision yeah, definitely. I'm glad you are. I'm glad you are. And it makes sense. I mean, I, I think that if, I mean, I live about 15, 20 minutes out of San Francisco, yep. but I imagine if I'd gone to college there, I probably would have been a similar experience to you in the sense that, yes, I've been here and yes, my home is 20 minutes away, but this is such a different place. And everybody yeah. I'm now hanging out with so many new people that, mm-hmm of course, this is going to feel like a new experience. And yeah, I definitely at times am jealous too of people who are have homes close to UVM because yeah, I imagine it's nice to just be able to kind of be like, oh man, you know, it'd be kind of nice to just go like see my family for the weekend. And then you drive over. It's like yeah. however long from uh, Burlington to Shelburne, not long. Uh, um, yeah, 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, 20 minutes, 20 minutes. So I don't know. I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. You and also our friend Enzo, who yep. also lives in Burlington, have kind of had that same message. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, speaking of your older sister too, mm-hmm. there's one thing that you guys do together. There's a mm-hmm. huge group who do it, um, DTVT, um, yep. which is, does that stand, stand for downtown? Vermont? It stands for Darn Tough Vermont. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Darn Tough Vermont at DTVT crew on Instagram um, is a skate group that you guys have. And Mm -hmm. it's one of the most like positive things I've kind of just like seen on Instagram um, in a while, which is just you and a bunch of your friends going down to skate parks, doing tricks, having fun. And I think the special thing about your account that I've seen from kind of just someone who looks at the posts is that, you know, when I look up skate highlights, I see people doing the craziest stuff. Yeah. And there are a lot of, there are a lot of people in the DTVT crew who do really cool tricks and do the crazy stuff. 
but then there's also like, oh, here's Anna's first drop-in or someone's first Ollie. And it just looks yeah. like a great, like a great time and great cool thing to be a part of. So I kind of wanted to ask you like how yeah. um, that crew got started. Yeah, so it was, was it? I think it was the summer going into my freshman year at UVM. Um, I had started, get, I had gotten into skating a little bit. Um, I was, most of my friends or some of the friends I've made, mostly guys, um, were like, they're very talented skaters, have been skating for like five plus years, like very, very good and was always around them. Like, that is so cool. I want to start that. But in Burlington, there wasn't much of a scene for female skaters or non-binary skaters. And so it was definitely very intimidating to get into, um, yeah, especially sure. going to um, the A-Dog skate park um, down by the waterfront. You know, there's there's like this very strong community there. It's like a tight knit, mostly males, males, cisgendered white guys um, uh, who have just grown up skating with each other. And so like they're there, obviously, um, just like everyday skating, very talented. And so it's very intimidating to go into that. And, you know, I'm only speaking from like a straight cisgender white female perspective. So that's, I would say like on the lower spectrum of intimidation for me, but it's like hard going into that and being like, all right, I'm going to learn and I'm not going to care what anyone thinks about me. <laughs> yeah. That is not what I thought. I showed up and I was like, oh, I'm just going to sit here for like, <laughs> and like I'd be the was, same way. It's oh. tough. And so my sister and I and two of our friends, my sister Fiona and then my friend Jenny Mole and then Eve McGloon, we started DTVT. And it was at first it started out as DTVT gals for female skaters. Um, just to start that a community so like the whole point of it was just to grow a community where you show up to the skate park you see that one person you've met at DTVT and you're like oh my gosh they're here I feel a lot better we're going to do this together and then we started to realize okay it's not just female skaters it's non-binary it's people who are starting out or maybe feel they don't have a community so we changed it to crew and the whole message of DTVT is just like I said to create a community where like you know, like you have that person there, they've got your back. They're going to support you. If you're doing your first all your first drop in your first kick flip, like anything, because like I have learned from this sport, this sport is so tough. Like any learning, anything, no matter what it is, is like a, always celebrated, always celebrated. Yeah. And so it's been so awesome to see it grow from like 50 followers on Instagram to now, I think it's like a thousand. And we went from having 10 people show up to our meetups to 60. And so it's just so awesome. And now we've, you know, like darn tough. We started it because we were all wearing darn tough socks. And now darn tough has reached out. And we've, we, they donated socks for us to give out. And also we worked with um, Splinters. Um, they're a snowboarding and skate shop in Warren, Vermont. Um, they're super awesome. They asked us to help. Um, we were a part of a Warren uh, skate jam in Warren, Vermont. And so we helped and we had um, like 30 minutes to 45 minutes of just like cutting off a part of the park and being like, if you'd like to be a part of this meetup, come and join. It's just to allow people to feel more comfortable. And so it's definitely very intimidating, like going to that skate jam. I showed up and there were, it was just like 60 like dudes skating insane. I was like, oh, ooh, I'm a little yeah. outside of my comfort zone. It was intense. I was like, 
I don't want to make any ma- anyone mad by like doing this. And I'm like, wait, like, no, that's the whole point of creating this was to help people who feel like they don't belong or can't join. And so like we did it and I was in the middle of it and I was like, oh, okay. And after so many people were like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you did this. And I've met so many friends and created so many great relationships through it. I've just been like, that's another one thing of like why I've been so happy that I've gone to UVM was creating DTVT and meeting all these skaters through it. You know, it's so awesome. And everyone's like, oh, it's just like so hard. Like before this, like, I'm so glad you created this. Now I have people like I can go and skate with. And so it's just been super awesome to see everyone improve and to celebrate any sort of trick. Like that was the main point is to create that community where you show up anywhere. You see that person you've met. You're like, okay, I think I met them. Like, I'm going to go up to them. And even I've done that. Like, I've been like, oh, I saw you at the DTVT meetup. Like, my name's Maddie. And so it's just nice to, like, have that connection with someone to start something. And then you're like, okay, I have this friend now here. Like, I feel more comfortable showing up. And it makes it less intimidating. So, like, that was the main point was just to bring down the intimidation factor and just, like, increase the love in the community. Um, You guys have definitely done that, too. I mean, just, like, I would... I well, of course, because I know you, it makes me more comfortable, but just like, I'm someone who's, who is interested in learning skating just because it's Mm -hmm. a cool thing, Mm -hmm. but definitely you guys got something right, which is going to a skate park by yourself to learn how to skate is that is a very nerve wracking experience. I mean, yeah, and you're right. It's almost always all dudes at the skate park. When I go past the skate park, I yeah skate park I usually see mostly dudes so I imagine also just when you're not a dude and you're going to the skate park like oh man like this this just feels like very intimidating um and to have created DTVT I mean you you mentioned it but with how much it's grown you can definitely tell that you guys hit on something which is just building a community around a sport that is so fun I mean, skating yeah. just is such a cool, cool thing. Just you get this board that you can flip and do tricks on and go off ramps and whatnot. Uh, but taking away the intimidation from it, I mean, I, I'm going to have to attend a DTVT meetup in yes, the second semester. 100% have, yeah. to, have to come join. Um, but yeah, that that's so cool. Did, did you and your sister go to skate parks before DTVT was created? Um, yeah yeah so luckily we were friends with some of the like there's like a main group of people at the skate park who are like very well known very talented like I've skated together grown up with each other they're super awesome really nice but it's like intimidating seeing them if you don't know them you're like oh my gosh so we knew them (laughs) right um one of them it's like mostly a family like we were friends with them so that like really helped but it was still hard going in even being like oh they're gonna judge me like oh but it's yeah. like everyone starts somewhere. And so I think that's just like something you have to remind yourself with. Like, this is just like DTVT has like created that perspective for me where it's like, okay, everyone starts somewhere with anything. Like everyone falls your own, like you learn by your mistakes. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to eat some shit right now, probably like, and it's okay <laughs> right. because someone else has probably already done it and it's going to be fine. And so skating is definitely like, I would say like, 75% mental like wow. definitely like 25% oh, wow. skill but like with learning things it is like so much mm. mental like especially like dropping in like that took me a while 
Oh, it's just like, gosh, I'm sure you don't know until you do it. You know what I mean? Like that goes for, and I, like I said, like I've applied that into like other things in life. It's like, you don't know until you do it. So you just got to do it because it's probably not as bad as you think. Yeah, definitely. I was, I was about to ask, like, has, that's interesting. You mentioned that I, I would think with skating, when you try a trick, you have to fail so many times before you get it. Oh I mean, yeah. Like all those videos you see for most of them. I mean, some people it comes differently. It could be whatever, but most of them, it takes a lot of tries. Oh, definitely. To get I, the right shot with any sort of sport. Like if it's videotaped, it probably, it most likely takes multiple tries. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think you just like, again, like applying that into regular life that goes for anything. Mm-hmm. So that's what that nice helped about. you with like, I guess just failing that many times and keeping on trying has that translated into helping you like accept failure and other things and be like, oh, okay, may have not yeah. gotten it this time, but I'm going to try again because yeah, I know I, from this that it'll work yeah. out. From learning that in skateboarding, because it's a lot about falling, I've been able to apply that into like real life. I mean, like, like, let's say applying to like school, like in high school, I knew like, okay, grades aren't everything because there were kids in school who were like, I need the A plus, like I have to get it. I need to go to the school that everyone knows the name of. And so like, luckily, like I grew up with parents who weren't like, you need to get A's and like, B's are bad. And so like, I grew up with that. And then in high school, I started to realize, okay, I'm going to go to school where I like the location of, you know, I like where it is. And I was able to apply that into skating where I was like, okay, I need to fail in order to succeed. And like, that's been applicable in college now. And that like goes for anything, like meeting someone, you know what I mean? Like you have to go up to someone to meet them. And so like, it's just like been, it's just nice to have these experiences. Like I've said, like related to creating DTVT or, you know, to a typing test, <laughs> like, yeah, you have to, yeah. like, it can be applicable. Like, you know, you need to fail in order to succeed or like, just put yourself out there and meet new people. Um, I remember when we did that podcast, we talked about, okay, tomorrow we're going to go up to someone and like introduce ourselves or say something to them Yeah, because we're like, like you make what it is. Like I've been like working on myself and like thinking about like, there's no such thing as an awkward situation. If you think, unless you think it's awkward. Like silence is totally fine. It's not weird unless you like feel like it's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I'd be just nice said, too. Yeah. And so I've just, it's just been nice to learn from experience in different situations and to be able to apply that into real life or in school or in skating. And it's nice to like realize that as well and make the connection like, oh my gosh, like I learned that from this and I can apply it here. Yeah. Um, so like, I am very, very grateful for like the creation of DTVT and the people I've met through it and like the mindset that I've created and the mm-hmm. perspective that I've gained. Um, yeah. So yeah. it's nice that that's been an outside of school thing to gain that outside of school and know that like everything's about experience. Definitely. So definitely ranted on but <laughs> no 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 that's no the creation of dtvt that's that's what podcasts are for podcasts are for the for the guests to share something cool um yeah. and dtvt is awesome at anybody who goes to uvm who's listening that's at dtvt crew on instagram if you want to get involved uh i mean i think you're you're doing something good with your day if you go to one of those meetups um who knows you might see me there i so, oh, who knows? i seriously I seriously do want to want to come Please, to one. It yes. looks it looks so fun. Um, Welcome to all. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, that the taking lessons from something like DTVT or skating and applying it elsewhere, I think, is always a positive thing to do. You you've mm-hmm. definitely, I think, built like a growth mindset around skating and to see that apply into other parts of your life is really cool. I know for me, I definitely want to get more comfortable with just going up to people and chatting with them. Um, just because you never know who you're going to meet. You never know what kind of conversation you're going to have. Um, like sometimes I'll just say stuff in the dining hall to somebody like about the food and then it will start a conversation where I'm like, Oh my gosh, that literally made my day. I'm so glad that happened. But then of course, majority of the time I'll just be too nervous to say anything or feel like something's kind of yeah. weird or awkward but as you said a lot of awkward situations aren't actually that yeah. awkward um, my favorite dude the dining hall is the best for starting conversations I love when like people are talking to their friends they're like oh this doesn't look great I'm like no 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 it's great no, no don't worry about it like it's so fun to like just butt in because you're you know you're so close to each other in line like getting food like the dining hall that is like best place for like tomfoolery and mischief and just like meeting people i i think it's great that is that is definitely prime time to just (laughs) have a conversation with someone because especially if it's like a kosher night at uh at at uvm yeah at uvm at simpson dining hall they have kosher food there and Mm -hmm. oh my gosh people people will decide to wait 30 minutes or not 30 minutes but like 15 10 minutes for kosher Mm -hmm. instead of just taking 30 seconds to go get the regular food because kosher is so good. And Mm -hmm. Simpson regular food is not the best always (laughs) uh, to put it nicely. Um, I mean, it's a college dining hall. It's whatever. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely something that I think we actually talked about this in our podcast that didn't end up going up, but Mm -hmm. you know, talking to people like just that you want to meet that you just see in public is also definitely something you have to fail at as we were talking like or not yeah. exactly fail but but like put yourself out you know you have to put yourself to... out there and there are going to be ones that you would think like oh okay maybe that didn't go the best yeah. but through keep trying it's almost like building up a muscle like oh okay yeah. i want to get a little bit stronger i'll do one push up today 100%. five push ups a month from now i can do then yeah. 10 push ups you just got to build it you can start uh with just asking people what the time is, if you feel uncomfortable, right. yeah, like yeah, you can yeah. be like, Hey, what's the time? Or, uh, I don't know. What's another one like that, that you could ask. I don't know. Like, Oh, Hey, I'm looking for, I don't know yeah. what you'd be looking for, but like, do you know Simpson, Simpson dining? Or yeah, I like your <laughs> shoes. That's a good one. That is, that's usually what I do. I always compliment people's socks and shoes. Cause I guess they yeah. always stand out. Um, but yeah, but, you got to build yourself up. Like, again, like applying that to skateboarding, like you got to start somewhere, like you got to start the trick somehow. Yeah. And like, again, like with meeting people, like you got to be like, hey, what's the time? And then you move on to like going up to other people and just being like, hey, I really like your shirt. And it'll just like move up from there. And I've like, I've just been like, okay, I just got to send it. Like, I just got to do this. Um, so I've definitely had situations where I was like, oh, I can't believe I just did that. Um, <laughs> like I... I have two instances where I've gone up to two separate people and be like, can I have your number? Like I'm talking to them and I'm Let's like, go. and it's, it's so scary, but like then you just got to like force, force it out of you. You're like, what, what's, what's going to happen? The worst they're going right. to say no. And you're going to be like, okay, cool. Have a great Sunday. Yeah. You didn't have their number before you went up. And so you yeah, don't have the number you after. And now That's you have okay. their number. You don't or have do now anything. you do have their number. Yeah. 
it's only a positive thing that can happen. Uh, yeah, I've just been like, that. okay, I just got to do it. Like from the, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, We Bought a Zoo, but like, that's one of my top movies. <laughs> There's a part where the dad's like, he's talking to his son and it's like 20 seconds of courage. That's all you need. And so as cheesy as that is, like that'll come up in my head and be like, okay, 20 seconds, here we go. And I'm just like, oh baby. And you just yeah. gotta throw yourself in there. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. I would watch that. If you ever made, if you ever made anything you do from, from what's the time to what's your number, a yeah. progression, a progression. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's awesome though. Yeah. It, it's definitely something that does feel scary, but I see, I've never really, I don't think, I can't remember really asking someone for their number, at least explicitly, but I know that when it's happened to me, which is not often, (laughs) but but (laughs) it it has, you know what, you know what, flex, but but it, but it, 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 when it has happened, it, uh, it hasn't felt weird at all. So knowing that too, you can kind of tell yourself like, I, I know that this is nervous. This is making me nervous, but you know, this has happened to me before and I've never felt like it was that weird. Even if that person does feel that weird about it. I mean, that's totally okay too. And I think it's just become such a like stigmatized thing where it's like, Oh, this is really weird. Like this is personal. And I think it just has to do with like social media and people asking, Oh, can I have your Snapchat? And I'm like, like, that's part of the reason why I like deleted Snapchat. I don't use it anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm like, okay, this is the only way I'm going to be able to communicate with them. So I have to ask for their number. And I, it's just like so much more formal. Like, again, it's just so much better to like ask for someone's number. It's like, this is how I'm going to contact you. I know you'll respond. And I think people just need to be like, it's just a way of contacting someone. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not, it's not that big of a deal as you think. These people right. are like, oh, their number, like that means something. <laughs> Whoa, it's like you're right. only in your right. head, only in your head. You're like, oh shoot. Like they're, they're going to know I want them to be like my boyfriend or something. And it's like, no, you're just, you're just getting seven digits. Don't you worry. Yeah. Don't you worry. So that's, that's what I've tried to be like, okay, like. <laughs> Like, since I don't have Snapchat, I'm like, this is the only way I can communicate with them. So now I'm forced to do it. And it's just people make too big of a deal of it. I think um, there's no no harm. So I, I think you're right about that in the sense that social media has made the number feel a little bit more formal or strange. More intimate, I feel because like. Because the what's your snap is now just the that's just what everyone asks everyone. <sighs> and I also don't have snapchat so yeah i remember someone asked me for my snapchat and then i said i don't have snapchat and then they're like oh like like uh what's your number and i pulled out a flip phone and that really threw them for a loop they were like who the hell is this guy who Who is is this this?" um (laughs) that was last winter break when i decided just to Oh yeah, flip phone. Mm-hmm. These are like the two instances. I, I feel like I'm talking about people asking for my number way <laughs> too much. This life. is yeah, you know, yeah, this Jeffrey. just happens. I go out in public, <laughs> it just happens. No, not at all. That is not what I'm trying to try to say. Um, but yeah, I definitely think social media too. I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's that's a topic we could always do for another podcast but like oh i could i i could talk about social media forever but i just think it's so i it just is not a positive for me in my life and i know it is a negative for so many others just because of the amount of contact like i just 
I just unfollowed like 600 or 650 people on Instagram, which was that's awesome. A lot. And it, it, it felt mean doing some of it, but I was just trying to think like this app is, is when I go on it, I see so many things and it usually leaves yeah. me feeling negative. So why don't I try to just like, think about like, I want to follow people who like, I usually see, or I, there's just like yeah. more of a connection to that person. I feel the same way. I, I don't like, I don't follow any celebrities. I don't really follow any sort of any organizations or really. And I'm like very, like, I feel like people have gone into it where they're like totally fine with like people they don't really know following them on Instagram. But I feel like really weird about it. Like I don't really let people I don't know follow me. And it's because like, okay, sure. You want to follow me? If you're going to follow me and I don't know you, you better say hi to me when you see me. Like that's like, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Like yeah. that's like, I'm like, I like, I don't want my first like interaction with someone being on social media. Like yeah. if I like the only, I feel, and I don't mean that in a mean way. It's more of just like, okay, I just don't understand what people are getting out of following me if they don't personally know me because like, I don't really get out of anything of following random people. Like I follow people to see what they're up to and like, because I care about it. And like, like, again, like I don't mean it in a mean way. It's just like, I don't see what you're getting out of you know, like following a random person. No, I don't, don't know. That's not mean at all. I think the strange thing is that, I mean, I remember when I was younger, there was like all these, it was just like about all about the number of how many followers you had. It was like a social status thing. Mm -hmm. I remember when I got to a hundred followers in like seventh or eighth grade, I was like, yes, three digits on my account. Let's go. That's awesome. Right. So, (laughs) and it, it might be more subtle now, but I still think there is that sort of just message that you know this number can be like a social status thing or not a social status thing but you know when you post and you get it you get x amount of likes maybe it feels better it feels good it's like oh this is awesome and that's the dangerous thing i think instagram would be a better place if they just took away the likes altogether you can turn it off Um, that's what i did oh you can turn off you you just see this person liked it and others oh and And that's what i did Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not know and that was an option. So oh now I totally even forget that you can see the number of likes. Like I've totally forgotten. That's um, that's cool. Yeah, that because like cool. I've kind of been on like the in and outs of like deleting my Instagram account. It's just kind of hard because I'm like there are people I don't see as much because they live somewhere else and I want to see what they're up to. It's it's so it's a double edged sword. But with it, Snapchat, yeah. I was like, I really don't care. <laughs> I was like, okay, I may miss out on the Friday night crazy shenanigans that you're up to, but I'll just hear about the next day if I really like, yeah, you know, like I know you. And like now I don't even think about that. Definitely. And so I've definitely been on like balancing back and forth. I'm like, do I delete my Instagram account? Do I not? And I'm just like, I'll just spend less time on Instagram and start with that. Yeah, there you um, go. You know, you can always make social media because social media also has a lot of great things about it. Yeah. So making it a healthier, um, you're making your use of it healthier definitely helps it yeah. stay I, more of a positive thing than negative. Yeah. And I feel like there's also been a trend of like not editing your photos at all, just posting like whatever you want. I think there's been a big trend about that especially with our friends as well. Like, it's just like, post whatever you want. Let's go back to middle school. Like I'm posting that selfie I took in like the Home Depot bathroom. I'm going for it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like people are like, I don't care. I like this photo. I took it. I'm posting it. And so I think that's also been a positive light about it is like posting however much you want. 
and like posting whatever you want. Um, I think that's also been like one positive thing that's come out yeah. of Instagram. I don't know if you've uh, noticed that, but I've yeah, seen no, I think over the past two two years or so, I've definitely seen that Instagram's become a little bit more casual for a lot of people. Oh yeah, I He's- I have a lot of respect for our friend Flynn who on Instagram actually posts whatever the heck he wants oh, I mean genuinely yes. we'll just post like five selfies of him on the couch in a row <laughs> and you're like this it's, is awesome this is I great. look forward to it I like that's what I scroll like that's like what I want out of it is to see it and be like I'm glad like you know what I mean like have a good yeah. way of going on the app like closing the app and being like I'm so glad I saw this person post this or that this person is doing this yeah and that's like what you should get out of doing that stuff definitely so, I think it's a double-edged sword and it's kind of hard to find a balance, but once you do, you just kind of got to keep steady with it. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I, I agree. I agree. I am excited for hopefully, I think, I think kind of how like people didn't really know how bad cigarettes were for, for you for a little while. I think for our generation, it's kind of the same thing with smartphones and social media and the amount of screen time we we have each day slowly but surely research is starting to come out that's like hey we should probably adjust some of the things that's going on here hopefully that's i'm hopeful that's the route it goes um rather than it i mean facebook's the metaverse is a whole nother thing too that that is a scary scary prospect that people are just going to live in virtual reality but um uh (laughs) yeah uh social media is always an interesting topic um Mm-hmm. to to sort of go on to what I had an, as an idea for our sort of closing segment of this uh, mm-hmm. podcast, I was thinking we've kind of talked, we've talked a lot about what we've kind of learned just over the course of college. And so I thought mm-hmm. I would ask you if you had one lesson that you had learned from this semester specifically. This, um, okay. And feel free to take some time too. Actually, I have a big one. So like I, so start of school, I was a double major in business and environmental studies. And that was like, just because I grew up, my dad, uh, he he's in business and I kind of grew up being like the only thing I knew that you could make money from. Um, because my mom used to work in a law firm, but after we were born, she became a stay at home mom. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have, wasn't surrounded by anyone who had a job in like science or doing research. And so I was like, okay, I'm an outgoing person. Like my dad, like I can do that. I know I'll make money from that, like 100%. And then I was like, environmental studies, I like the environment and a little bit of science. And then I started to like, like through the past year, I was like, I don't really like any of my classes. And then like this past semester was like the peak. Like I was like, I hate every single class I am taking right now. And I talked to people over the summer and I was like, oh, I want to change my major, but I'm really scared. Like, I don't know. And they're like, do it. Like, who cares? Like, and I was okay. Okay, you're right. And so I dropped my business major and I switched my environmental studies major to natural resources, which is basically the umbrella of Rubenstein, which is the environmental college we have at UVM. And so it's just like covers like wildlife bio, environmental science, environmental studies, and then also has classes for like plant, um, plant science, soil science, water and all that. And so that was like a huge like breakthrough for me, like yeah. making that decision to like walk away from my business major because it was scary for me because I was like, okay, business is my backfall. I know I can make money from that because I know I have an example of my dad. And I was like, 
but I don't want to do that. I really dislike all my classes. And so like, that was kind of scary taking away like that safety cushion and being like, Mm -hmm. I'm going all in, I'm doing what I want. And so like, like I've talked about, like with college, like making big decisions, like that's really scary for me and I'm sure for others, but it was like really rewarding to know like that I could do it, the jobs that I could get out of it. And like, that's like, I'm, I'm not saying I know what I want to do. I just know I want to be outside and like the natural resources major with my concentration in resource ecology is like on the right path. Like, that's what I know. And I'm like, okay. And like, I'm excited for my classes. I have next semester. I've been looking at internships and study abroad. And I think like my main, like what I've learned, like actually learned and as cheesy as, as it sounds, is like, do what you want to do. Like going to school, like college, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can pass chemistry and bio. And I took AP bio in high school and I passed it, but I was like, I've heard so many horror stories. Like, I don't know. If I can <laughs> the bio it. horror stories. But you need to, yeah, literally like <laughs> they're, they're bio and chemistry. <laughs> and like, I think a reminder is like, you're not in this alone. Yeah, you're always going to have yourself and your community is going to change, but like your community at college is going to stay with you. So knowing that like your professor, most professors are there to support you. Most of your TAs are there to support you. You can find like classmates who are there to support you. There are so many resources that can help you. And I kind of realized that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get through chemistry. I'm going to get through biology. It's going to all work out in the end. And I was like, I need to make this decision for myself because like, I'm the one who's living this life. I'm the one yeah. who's going to end with this degree. And I was like, okay, I'll go with this. See, I'm excited right now. Um, I want to go down a path like related to climate change, doing research. Um, and so it was, it was like a huge breakthrough for myself to like make that decision and like totally walk away from my business major, change my environmental studies major. And it was just like a weight lifted off my shoulders. So that, I think like- yeah. I think what I've learned is just like, do what you want to do. And that can be applied in anything. And I think that was like, very nice to learn, like, on like fall of sophomore year and how, and now I can apply that later on and being like, okay, what kind of internship, where do I want to go study abroad? So like, that was a, like a huge takeaway for this yeah. semester, I think. 20 seconds of courage to change your major. <laughs> exactly. Only takes, takes, takes 20 seconds. That's awesome. That's, that's yeah. really cool to hear because I mean, as a sophomore, as we are both sophomores now in college, I mean, yeah, yeah. there's so many people who are like, oh, I hate this. I really hate what I'm learning right now. It's not what I want to do. And they feel stuck. And to take mm-hmm. the action that you did to switch into something else that you know you're more passionate about and feels better for you is not an easy thing to do. That's really powerful. That's awesome that you did that for yourself. I'm, I'm glad you were able to come Thank around you. and do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. What a great answer. What a great <laughs> answer. Um, I kind of touched on it earlier, but my one lesson mm-hmm. from this semester is definitely just leave that phone at home. I got to get a watch on my wrist or something so I can tell time when I, yeah, you got a watch I, right everyone, there. Everyone, everyone. In high school, no one had a watch at my school. <laughs> I show up to UVM, every single kid. Yeah. I'm like, what is this about? And then I was like, wait, I need to get on this. So I got a watch <laughs> and I've had it for about a year. And it's so much more helpful, like leaving your phone at home. Like I wouldn't want an Apple watch because then right. you really have your phone on your wrist. But like with a watch, I, I'm like addicted. I'm literally addicted to my watch. I don't know if that's a thing, but I like check it every two minutes. Like, oh, it's 4.15. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, <laughs> I know. 
know something that you don't. Like, literally, when I got it, everyone was like, Maddie, you need to stop looking at your watch. Like, you check it every five seconds. Hey, I mean, how cool is that? You got your hand in your pocket, lift yeah. the wrist, boom. Now I know the time. You don't. Yeah, yeah I got to get on that wave. I, I got to get, get a watch for sure. Um, yeah, but watches, yeah. they're the way to go. Oh, man. Less, less phone time, less screen time in the future yeah. for me, I think. I mean, I touched a little bit on it, but this break, I mean, yeah. I don't know if you can see, but it started raining since we started doing this podcast. There, that's all that's really going on in Mill Valley. So I got to find some fun things to do aside yeah. from just be scrolling through stuff. Uh, it's tough. On it's social tough media. when your environment, you know, it's raining or like here, it's just been icy. So it's hard to go skiing. I mean, I could, but I don't know how enjoyable it would be, but yeah. it's hard. It's like, you need that extra push when like outside isn't as great. And so that's been like, like I said, my crocheting or bananagrams or like anything. Um, I think just like leaving your room, leaving your phone in your room and just going downstairs and being like, okay, I'm five years old again. What do I want to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like to oh just get God. the imagination, creativity going like, okay, I'm going to work on a puzzle or I'm going to do shrinky dinks. I don't know if you're, <laughs> <laughs> I got to come spend a day in the love's house. That's what I need. I got to fly out. I got to fly out. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's just been yeah. it. I feel like I was like, I had a goal of like, okay, I'm going to make my life as simple as possible when I'm home because school is so stressful as it is. And I was like, like I told you, I'm going to become an old man by the end of this break. I'm going to be very <laughs> proud of it. I yes. made goals. I want to read the newspaper as much as possible. I want to learn chess and I want to crochet and spend less phone time. Like that, those, I literally wrote them down in the notebook that I have because I was like, I just want to go into it, not be stressed at all. And I feel like I've succeeded in some of those so far. Good, so I'm so glad. Yeah. Uh, it, hearing about your break, it it makes me smile. I think I think some board games gotta gotta come out in my family's household. Get some Scrabble. Oh going. yeah, they do. Get some Sorry going. Sorry's a good board game. Oh, I, mean, I forgot about that one. Okay, I'm gonna sorry. have to whip that one out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry's oh yeah. A, sorry's a good one. Okay, well, Maddie, thank you so much for coming yeah. on this podcast this was an absolute blast talking to you just about break and everything else and i hope you have a wonderful rest of your break and i'll see you at uvm in i don't know a little while it's like we got a little weeks, while yeah, yeah three, thank four you weeks. for having me it's always a great time talking this one's gonna this podcast is gonna make it out <laughs> yeah uh, yeah this one will be released so for sure it will be released um but thank you again for having me it's always a great time talking with you yeah of of course of course and to anybody who's listened this far thank you for uh yeah. listening through this podcast uh if you want to follow the instagram account that sort of posts things revolving around this uh network that we have that's at turtle jet podcast on instagram um and again if you want to get involved with the dtvt crew that we talked about for a while that's at dtvt crew on instagram maddie thank you again and Welcome. Uh, thank you yeah i'll i'll talk to you soon i'm gonna do something i don't know if i should try Thank you for watching the show, I mean listening, that is something I appreciate, using both ears, that's what I'm talking about, 
Use them both your ears to listen unless you don't have one of those. Maybe I shouldn't be singing over the Mario Kart staff credits. It's 1am on Wednesday. I'm staying up late and waking up late. And I wanna wake up early, but I can't seem to be able to do just that. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to the podcast. You probably shut it off after I started singing, but I am still singing. Maddie Love is the coolest person I know. Pretty much, yeah.